Hello from Fintech Scotland. We hope you're all doing well. And thank you again for being so many to listen to our podcast. I'm very pleased to we've been selected by Fitspot as one of the top 35 Fintech podcasts to follow in 2021. That was announced today. So we're very pleased about that. And today we're speaking about the impact the Fintech movement is having on small and medium enterprises, SMEs. Fintech hasn't just disrupted the way customers and citizens deal with money and you know large financial institution in the way they digitize themselves fintech is transforming how smes work and organize themselves and i'm delighted to be joined by a great trio today lynn darcy quigley ceo and founder of Noit, is the first of our guests lynn hi and thank you so much for being with us today thank you thanks for the invite do, do you want to introduce Noit to our audience Yes, of course, of course. So, um, as you said, I'm the CEO and founder of Note Global. Um, in short, basically, Global uh, Note Global is um, is a credit management platform, uh, SaaS product. Uh, basically, we've developed it over the last year and a half to make the credit control process and the credit management um, more simpler and in the cloud, uh, with all the apps, the accountancy apps, able to connect to the platform. So that's basically the platform and the company, uh, and how we came around. Thank you, Lynn. We also joined today by Anthony Percy, CEO at Optimum Finance. How are you, Anthony? Not too bad. Mikhail, how are you? Very well, thank you. Please tell us a bit more about Optimum Finance. Thanks, Mikhail. Well, firstly, it's great to catch up with you again. Fantastic to catch up with you again uh, as well, Lynn. And uh, it's great to meet Derek, who I don't think you've uh, introduced yet, Mikhail, but uh, but I'm sure you will shortly. Um, so I'm, I'm Ant Purse. I'm the CEO of a company called Optimum Finance. We help businesses unlock the cash that's trapped in their unpaid invoices. And we do that through the delivery of uh, invoice finance solutions. And we're really driving innovation in this space. We're absolutely passionate about supporting SMEs. So I'm delighted to be here with you today. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Anne. And last but not least, Derek Smith, Head of Digital Solution at Virgin Money. Hi, Derek. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you, Miguel. Hi, everyone. So yeah, my role within Virgin Money, I head up the kind of engineering product development areas across the bank, including for businesses and SME. And uh, thank you for inviting me along as well. No problem at all. That's our pleasure. So let's project and really to start with, I was very curious in your own words, if you could really explain how you've seen FinTech revolutionize the SME landscape. Okay, I'm happy to jump in first, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Um, obviously working in a financial uh, commercial debt recovery and litigation, um, in, in a credit control environment, we have seen um, a massive, uh, obviously there's a forced uptake of uh, the SME on the accountancy apps. Um, and that has been a, a massive uh, change for us and for all of our clients. Uh, obviously tax was forced digital, so it made everyone go and get your you know, your Zero app and your Sage app and, and, and everything like that. But uh, over the last year and a half, uh, we've seen it, um, it's increased tenfold, um, you know, people using the, the services that, that all the accountancy apps provide, you know, your receipt banks, your your links, your cash flows, uh, everything on the app basis. So uh, for me, working in a, a financial environment, uh, financial services for over 25 years, uh, you know, the uptake alone um 
on the the SMEs using the accountancy app is for me is you know it's it's a revolution because uh, things were so manual, so Excel based. Uh, where now it's not really like that, um, and the SME has has a real opportunity to make sure they you know they know where their money is. They can look at their cash flows, you know they can do their invoicing properly, their receipts, their VAT, their tax, uh, everything. There's there's no excuse to get it wrong. Um, I think for the SME. So for me, uh, that's where we we focus and where we work in the most is where I see things have completely changed um, in in the SME landscape, and I think it's for the for the best. Yeah, so so if I if I Derek, are you okay if I jump in? Yeah, of course, yeah. Great. So um I, I think if we if we take a little step backwards and consider what fintech is about, in my mind, fintech is about making our lives easier, both as um businesses um or, or the lives of SMEs, it's about making their lives easier, or as consumers. I think it's it's ultimately about delivering to three key areas, which is about speed, simplicity, and convenience. Um, as Lynn just highlighted, you know, businesses are able now to see um, who they're invoicing, how much is owed to them using the likes of, uh, of, of the online accounting packages. We've got access to open banking, which actually that coupled with the other open data items enables businesses to effectively give funders, as an example, um, access to their data so they can get quicker decisions on things like loans. Um, but what I would say is Lynn alluded to it just a couple of seconds ago, um, which is over the last 18 months, there's been a real surge in, in this revolution towards fintech. And I think that it's fair to say that it's really been turbocharged by the pandemic. Um, everyone has had to change the way that they either run their businesses or run their lives. And it's forced us towards digitization. And again, I agree with Lynn that this is definitely for the better. And you're mentioning adoption here, and and obviously with the, the crisis that, that we've just been through, things have accelerated a bit in terms of digitization. I was wondering, Derek, if you've seen that as well in a bank and with your SME clients? Yeah, definitely. So it's been a significant increase, especially since, especially since reliance in using mobile as a part of journeys for SMEs. So if you look at the difference as we see in usage, if you look at kind of a year ago, you would have had 90% plus of journeys for a, a retail customer started and ending on mobile from a digital perspective. And from business, it's definitely been still roughly 50-50, but there's far more desire and adoption to use mobile as part of that journey. Um, and I guess, I think that can help fuel adoption. I guess, just to also go back to the first point, I would still say that the adoption of fintechs and the opportunity is, is still at an earlier stage for SMEs than for, for retail customers. Um, if we look at kind of 2013 to 2015, when things like FX brokers really challenged part of that market in a personal and retail space, I don't think fintech has yet, has yet revolutionized as much as it can in SME. And I think some of that comes down to the points mentioned by Anthony and Lynn on that data side. So I think the drive to have more open data, more digitized data has been later for SMEs. And I mean, that's almost more in systemic solutions rather than any than, than an SME being responsible for that. But some of the regulatory and governance side to really digitize data and access to that 
I think has been catching up. So you start to see some really strong individual solutions on invoice finance, on credit management, but on holistic solutions that tie that together as a service. Apart from the accountancy packages, I think there's still a great opportunity. And I think some of those winning use cases will help really drive the adoption for SMEs. I would agree with that. I think I think one of the challenges, Derek, as well, that um, I, I've seen in the SME funding space versus the consumer consumer space would be that with, with a consumer, there tends to be um, patterns in their data. So someone could get paid on the end of the month and then they spend that over the journey of the month. And it's almost like a bit of a heartbeat with a business. Um, you know, you've got differing payments coming in, um, you know, pulling that data is slightly more complicated, I would suspect, which is maybe one of the reasons for the um, the, the delay in the the, um, the adoption. However, it's certainly improving. Um, and I think that it's going uh, it, to, uh, it, it'll, it, it'll enhance um, uh, rapidly as we move forward. Would you agree with that? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Are there any other blockers in terms of adoption um uh so i can i can i can take this one um as well if you want as a as an invoice financier um you know we we will look to our sme clients um and ask them to 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 sign up to open banking um, and open data through their cloud accounting platforms and whilst we have seen a, a, an improvement in those that are taking uh, taking that because it's going to improve their customer journey with us um, actually, there is still some trepidation um, for businesses signing up um, and giving access to that data, but it's certainly getting easier. Yeah, well, I think from our experience from, from our clients, um, there's a bit of fear of exposure. Um, you know, if, if they if they adopt the whole fintech way, they're, you know, they're really exposed um, in terms of, you know, their finances and, you know, changing new things in new ways. And, and SMEs sometimes work really tight. Um, you know, they don't like change. They don't like new policy. They find it very hard to adopt, uh, you know, new things. And, and fintech is a new thing in their, in their mind. It's not in ours because obviously we are working with it every day, but, you know, I have spoken with clients over the last year and a half and whilst they know they had to take the adoption of fintech into their business, they've really struggled with it. Time and money's got a lot to do with it as well, you know, investing in new systems and CRMs and training and taking time out of their business when they don't really have the time. Um, you know, it's 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 probably quite a confusing time for SMEs when people mention the word fintech because um, more often than not, SMEs are very focused on sales, 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 you know, making money, where's the next sale, you know, how do we manage this, this, that, and the next thing, but, you know, having the, the business running timely and their finances running timely, in my opinion, is sometimes a last thought for them, so I would say that's a massive blocker for, uh, you know, for fintechs is time, time and money sometimes, you know, um, and it stands in their way of adoption, which is a shame, which is a real shame. And I'm just curious because is it where a company like Virgin Money or any other bank really can really play a big role? Because whilst they might, you know, SMEs might be slow to adopt tech solutions, they all have a bank account. They all need to receive money and, and pay invoices. And mm -hmm. is it through such channels that adoption can be accelerated? And Derek, I mean, also interested in your role in that. And you see Virgin Money taking that opportunity to bring more in customers 
Yeah, no problem. So I'll, I'll kind of probably give that kind of incumbent view and then hear from Lynn and Anthony if they think that's fair or not. Yeah. I, think, mm-hmm. I think there definitely is an opportunity there. So I think, say, for example, we've got a dashboard that launches by the end of the year, which is built with kind of three fintechs at its core that provides dashboards on cash flow forecasting, linked into their accountancy packages, trade finance, and investor management. And all of those are powered by different fintechs that fuel that dashboard. And the uh, the customer themselves, we will try to prompt that to show the value and what that could show on their accounts and on how they're either on their business. Then they can choose to drill down and have what dashboards they want on or not. And in the future, we'll tie that to a marketplace of different product offerings from the bank and other fintech companies. I think yeah. having allowing the choice but showing the value of it and then iteratively growing that marketplace so that there's confidence built from the from businesses can help. I think the second piece for me is if you think of some of these solutions, it's how do you sell that it is a added value? So I think to Lynn's point, if you think of many SMEs are probably yeah, you're well the vast majority will be sub-20 people and often focused on one business area. So they want the bank to kind of run efficiently or their financing. Anything that's above that, it needs to be proved that it's an incremental benefit to them and their business, but that needs to be a really simple message and engaging. And I think that's where there's elements to kind of still to be won over there. So an example, if you looked at how you optimize your energy saving as a personal customer, it's really simple because it's far easier on the regulatory environment than the data environment. If you look at trying to do that for gas, energy, water for businesses, there's far more complications, there's less real-time data. So how you build that as a package that will truly take time from them and money and save them money, I think that's where you need to kind of win over Yes, I think, so in the first case, I think banks can help with that adoption, but it needs to be a partnership and ecosystem model with fintechs that allow them to flourish and grow as well. Um, on the second point, I think, again, some of that cracking, some of that data will be key to prove the value to people, then it will save their money. Um, so for me, I think that there's a, I've, effectively, I've got three points. The first one is that um, the financial services sector in particular is, um, hasn't really helped itself by um, creating lots of complicated jargon and things like this. Um, and that's something that we can sort of work on by simplifying the way we describe things to reduce the level of fear that is associated with certain products. Um, but then from a technical perspective, we've got a huge opportunity to enhance and simplify our product offering um, by utilization of tech. Um, and, and then the third thing, which was really linked back to the Virgin Money point, um, is the one thing that I'm seeing a lot of, especially during the pandemic, is a lot of collaboration. So businesses working together um, to deliver to the SME community. Um, and we're even seeing, I mean, I'm seeing um, businesses that I would call maybe a competitor, but actually we're considering ourselves as allies to support the SMEs uh, in what is quite a difficult time. And I think that that's a, fan, I think, uh, that's a fantastic thing. Uh, just on that point, actually, that was gonna be my next question. What is the current demand for innovation? Where do you see a gap that's not been filled yet? What are your customers asking for? 
Sure. Okay. So I, I think um, for us, it goes back to those three things that I said from the start. It's about speed, simplicity, and convenience. So what we do is we want to unlock the cash that's trapped in people's invoices. Um, we want we need to do that quickly so businesses can get on with their day jobs. Um, they, uh, in in terms of the simplicity, this is about removal of jargon and complicated clauses, etc., within a facility. And then in terms of simplicity, I, I think it. Would was Derek mentioned earlier about the, the use of mobile um, and seeing 50% take up of mobile for fintech solutions for SMEs. Um, that is only going to go one way. So being able to uh, integrate or embed yourselves with the day-to-day -day practices of a business um, through a mobile, I think, is really important. Um, but to be honest, the, the right people to ask would be the SMEs themselves. Um, and we, we need to work, um, when we're building out products, we need to work on understanding the challenges that they face. Um, so what we deliver in terms of new products, uh, the right products for the, uh, for the SME. And, and Lynn, um, look your customers, and if you had yeah. a crystal ball, yeah. and I, I was asking you about innovation in five years, maybe 10 years time, where do you see the, the fintech revolution going for SMEs? I think, well, the crystal ball will, you know, obviously in the last 18 months we've moved rapid, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, before COVID, um, things were still quite um, telephone based, uh, still a lot of human contact, you know, a lot of telephone contact. Over the last 18 months, clients for us are, uh, we want things quicker. We just want to sign online. We don't want any telephone contact and we would really rather do it in platform. Um, and we would rather only do one or two clicks if we can get away with it. So I, I think people want to do things quicker, faster, um, and they don't really want to spend much pay much attention to it if they can get away with it because they're busy with their core business so if it's if it's not their core business and it's added value um around a SaaS product or something in the fintech community that's been given to them maybe through the bank or through a funder or anything like that they don't want to slow down and print and you know do things like that they just they want everything in platform they just want to click they want to go um and i've found that that's increased massively over the last 18 months it's, it's so enhanced um that people are I, I don't want to say people are getting lazy um but they've just found a better and quicker way to work you know they just they just want the quickness the convenience and and they want to move on so i think that will heighten uh i think um the the open banking platform will change the financial landscape massively uh you know, I know it's been around for a few years. I don't think it's been adopted as much as, as what people thought. But I think now, in terms of funding um, and, and being funded and borrowing, uh, people are going to, to use that whole um, open banking uh, to get a better picture. Because your traditional uh, places where to find how companies have been performing through your, your, your company's house and your bureaus are, are, are dated. Uh, now and people are going to want more information uh, so I, th I think that's that's going to play a massive part in the next five years is the whole uh, open banking I think that's going to be huge for, for fintech. I was just going to come in and say look I think the themes of both are agreed so I think that piece of there's kind of table stakes on how does fintech help me run my business to be more productive and take cost out and I think there's the ones that kind of hit first as then as it matures it's how do you 
either through, I think that Lynn's comment of how do you mature the ability to access products via alternate providers, be that access to finance for kind of, um, for new types of business, but then how do you move, like we've tried to mature on the consumer market, how can you give proactive advice or guidance? And I don't want to get into the kind of the fuzzy line between the two, but how do you, mm. how do you help me optimize how I run my business for the future? And that could be finance. And it's not just cash flow forecast, and it's really that added value. And I think yeah. that's where you can mature. And similar to, I think, Lynn's point on the data side, um, we're working with a partner that can expose thousands of data feeds on companies and their clients rather than, as you say, the kind of standard bureau, old-style credit checking ones. And I think that's the piece as well, again, of hopefully then as bigger FS players mature, you can you can go past some of the stages that we went with on retail and hopefully go to a, a further stage ahead that, that starts to expose that data to customers themselves straight away so that they can look at how to optimise and use that and not, not only show the solution, and keep the ninety percent under the hood. Yeah, yeah. Exposure, isn't it? That's what that's what they need. Yeah. They need to show the hand um, and allow everyone to use it to the best of their ability. Let let it grow their companies. You know, get finance to grow. Not not just to get finance to pay debtors or to pay creditors. And in, in the way that we traditionally, that you know, probably Aunt and De, you know, Aunt and myself, we <laughs> deal with money in that way. Um, yeah. You know, we're always looking for to get debtors paid and to give debtors money and to make sure debtors can pay their bills. But if you look at it from a growth strategy, um, you know, if SMEs could access funding and money in a better way, half of them don't know what the solutions are. You know, even, even companies that I speak to every day, uh, as soon as you mention certain type of solutions, they go, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, but they don't really know what it is they don't want to do. So exposure is massive, I think. Um, there's, you know, there's a there's a big learning curve, I think, for SMEs in the fintech community as well. But it, it's there. It's there to learn. It's just how we do it. It's, you know, and the banks could be a great feeder for that, that whole educational piece, you know, getting that out to their SME customers. Just to wrap up, do, do you hear anything from a demand perspective around things like blockchain, cryptocurrency, are your customers asking questions about those things? Um, so, so from my perspective with our clients who are 100% SMEs, uh, the answer is uh, no, they're not asking for those things. Um, you know, at some point in the future, they may well do. Uh, and at that point, we will be armed and ready to be able to support them. The things that our clients want right now is for us to deliver them with the speed, simplicity, and convenience that I mentioned earlier. Um, and where we want to head is to a place where businesses don't just use our solutions and our services because they need access to liquidity or cash. They use it simply because it makes their lives easier. Um, and that's where I think we're heading. Um, and you know, I, I think that that's what we're what we're currently looking at is to we're we're really a big advocate for embedded finance and i think that's probably uh, a topic for another day maybe mikhail but a very interesting place to uh, to consider yeah i, I guess my side i think it, and it's mirroring sort of what anthony said i don't see if you look at kind of virtual money as a the current customer base for SME, it's definitely um owner managed businesses smes up to kind of smaller mid-market customers 
we definitely don't see a strong push for Canway of access to cryptocurrency at the moment. But what we would more, I think, see is can you, how do you help bring the best of fintech and technical solutions to help us manage our business yeah. and to focus on the recovery over the next 12 to 18 months? And if we can bring between us solutions that help businesses in this critical period as we try to open up and really drive um, growth, I think that's where the focus is rather than a specific technology type. Well, that's all we have time for today. A big thank you to, to our guests. Thank you, guys. And I hope it was as enjoyable for you as it was for me. Um, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Bye.